Welcome to this special Christmas episode of Deviant Women. The podcast where we talk about deviant women from history, mythology, literature and contemporaneity. I am Lauren. And I'm Alicia. As always. And how are you? I'm well. Yes, Christmas is just around the corner. It's four days away. Is it really? For four us days recording away? right now. Oh yeah. my god, I actually didn't realise it was quite that close. It's on Tuesday. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's really soon. Have you... Not decked all of your halls yet. Oh, some of the halls are undecked. Undecked halls. I know. It's quite late. I moved house a week ago and all my halls are decked. Oh, really? Yeah. With boughs of holly? All, you wouldn't believe the holly. Oh, fa la 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't really have boughs of holly. But I, I did put up all my lights and I put up my tree finally. It was killing me. The fact that I was moving at the end of December meant that I couldn't put up my Christmas tree and it killed me. And so yeah. as soon as we moved, I was like, right, the tree is up. I've put up the fairy lights at the front of the house. I have a wreath on the door and things now feel like I'm allowed to Christmas. You are allowed to Christmas. My gosh, it's been a hectic month, hasn't it's it? It's been a big one. You, you had a particularly busy month. Yeah. So Lauren done the moving of the house. I decided to get married you did that happened you had a wedding i had a wedding a, an amazing wedding it was so beautiful it and it was quite good in the end it wasn't was it fabulous and i i will say on behalf of all of the deviant women podcast fans and myself congratulations oh, thank you very much yeah i'm now kind of fully symbolic in the patriarchy no, which is great i don't know that you are <laughs> i'm not i need to have a baby first don't i <laughs> but also let's not forget the other really big thing that happened a little bit later that's true i was a missus for about 10 days and then i became a doctor you became dr alicia carter Carter. I did. It was exciting times. <laughs> and on the stage, the dean who was announcing me forgot to say the doctor bit. She did. But she, she, did. Cor- she corrected herself. She did. But it was my moment. It was my moment of glory. <laughs> and, she, and she didn't even say the doctor bit. At least she didn't call you Mrs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. But so now I am also a doctor, just like Lauren. And yes. So now your, your podcast is hosted by two doctors. Two of us it's are two doctors. Fully, fully qualified. <laughs> you do need a doctorate to host a podcast. You do. And I don't know the, if many people know that. <laughs> it's a requirement. Yeah. And all this time I was just riding on Lauren's doctorate coattails, <laughs> on the coattails of her gown, but now I have my own gown so and floppy hat. All of our content now, you can rest assured that every time we talk about feminist revisionism and when we talk about spiritualist mediums and witches and folklore, and, folklore and fairy tales, and baby eating mamas. We know what we're talking we about. We do. <laughs> so it's good times. So yeah, it's been a it's been a hectic month, and I which think. also is why we did end the season slightly earlier yeah. than we did last season because, of course, Alicia had a wedding to plan, yeah. and I had and a house. Also, to move. I also finished renovating a room like <laughs> about twenty four hours before the wedding occurred. As well. Just crammed a lot in. Crammed a lot yeah. in. And the business of the summer isn't over. No. 
It sure isn't. Because if you live in Adelaide, you may have noticed that things are starting to get into gear again for the Adelaide Fringe 2019. It's coming. It's coming. And we will be there. (laughs) We will be there again. We had such an amazing time last time. Like truly, it was bloody spectacular. It was. I have to admit, like there were moments in the lead up to the show where Lauren and I were like, why are we doing this to ourselves? (laughs) And then... In the second that the show's finished, we were like, we should do this all the time. (laughs) And hopefully we will get to do it a lot more because this time we're going to maybe start to look into the possible possibilities of (laughs) of being in cities other than Adelaide. But for right now, as you may have imagined, having finishing doctorates and getting married and renovating houses and moving houses and things like that has meant that we're just we're just sticking put in in adelaide just yeah. for, the, for the time being yeah but the name of the show is drumroll please deviant women lady pirates give no fucks that's correct we are bringing you the story of our favorite lady pirates Anne, bonnie and mary reed and of course we have done an episode on them so you can uh, you could revisit that or don't revisit it <laughs> and come to the show and get the whole story all over again with added bonus content to make it very exciting. Costumes, bad accents. Bad acting. Bad acting. <laughs> it'll, it'll have it all. It's a bit like a pantomime, isn't it? It is actually quite like a pantomime. It's good fun. Yeah. yeah. And also a bit like drunk history. Yeah. Very similar to that as yeah. well. We're a yeah. drunk pant- pantomime, a, a drunk feminist pantomime. Oh, my God. We are a drunk feminist pantomime. <laughs> That is my new genre. Yes. My new favourite genre of things. I think I wonder if there's a genre in the fringe guide for drunk feminist pantomime. Well, we'll create it. It's yeah. it's being created now. Yeah. And if that's also your favourite genre, then come along to the show. The 20th, 21st, and 22nd of February. We are at our home where we were this year as well, the Jade in Adelaide on Flinders Street in the city. So if you're in town, tickets are already on sale. If you're in town, please get on it. Um, if you're looking for that perfect Christmas gift, Ooh, what an idea! That perfect last-minute Christmas gift, you could buy tickets to it now, and that person will have something to look forward to in February next year. <laughs> also, I need to offload some um, Florence and the Machine tickets. So, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're also in Adelaide and uh, on January the sixteenth, and you'd like to buy some Florence and the Machine tickets from me, get in contact. I need to sell those. Great. I'll be there. I know. I know you'll be there. So that's why I can't sell the tickets to you. But anybody else who might want tickets, please let us know. You can come with me. You can go with Lauren. Yeah. Oh my God, we can make that. That's your, that is now, that's your incentive. You could go to Florence and the Machine with Lauren. Excellent. That would be exciting. Who wouldn't want to do that? Oh, lots of people. Oh. I would want to do it if I could, but I can't. So anyway, anyway, as we said, get your tickets now through Fringe Ticks and uh, you'll hear loads more from us about that on the social medias in the lead up to next year. Yeah, our our apologies about that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a pretty exciting year though. It has. We did do our, our shows earlier in the year, which were fabulous. But then, of course, we got stuck into the season proper Mm -hmm. with the the podcast episodes. Didn't do as many this year because, as we've mentioned, lots of things happening. Life happened. Life happened. Um, But did you have any particular episodes this year that you thought were just, I'm doing a hand gesture that no one one can can see? see. Any favourite episodes this year? Um, Look, I actually do have a a few, to be honest. I love all of the women that I present on, but I do have a special place. I love the women you present on too. (laughs) 
Thank you. Um, I do have a special place in my heart for witches and mediums. We know. Sure. We know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to say, I had a really good time with Janet Devis this year. Yeah. I just love so many parts of her story. I love the, the complicated nature of the mm-hmm. whole testimony, but I also love the, the myth that's behind all of it and those folkloric kind of traditions that underplay underline everything that happened. Um, I think it's one of those stories that that shows to us how real witchcraft was, you know, mm. back in the day. We we kind of have this thing like, oh no, magic isn't real, witches aren't real, it's not but they are. Like witches are real yeah they're not a mythological creature they are real people yeah the magic is questionable (laughs) maybe but maybe maybe it's not but witches but witches are fucking real and they believed that they were real and they've been believed that they were um enacting change in the world through Mm. these particular means um and they lived and died by the consequences of that Mm. um and Profited from the consequences of that yeah. as well. The other thing I th- think that was really interesting about her as well was also um, looking at such a young girl yes. as well. Because obviously, you know, most of our biographies and, and histories, we tend to try to look as at as much of someone's life as we possibly can. Um, but also I think just tapping into ideas around when you're such a young child, what influences you, what shapes you, what forms you, Mm. those sorts of things are really fascinating to me, I think. So she was super interesting for that reason as well, I think. We also did a couple of folkloric or mythological women that I really enjoyed this year. You, of course, presented on Sedna. Oh, yeah. Which was great. Fabulous. Yeah. That I really enjoyed looking at the Scythians and... um, Oh, yes, and the Amazons. the Amazons this year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that was a really good episode to end on this year because I think it, yeah, it had a lot of, uh, again talking about witches as think as people who really exist yep. and existed um it's that same idea like mm. that same idea of amazons as the myth they but amazons is also people. the real people mm. so finding where myth and reality connect i think is really fascinating so that was a great one too and how about you what were your favorites um i really enjoyed talking about shirley jackson oh. Yes. Oh, my God. Very much so with um, the Reading Women podcast. Kendra that and was, Autumn. They were yeah, fabulous. That was a great collaboration and it was really awesome looking at Shirley Jackson because uh, she's obviously, <laughs> as you probably caught on by now, <laughs> one of our favourite authors. Yeah. Um, so it was wonderful to delve into her life. Uh, but I also, look, I am a lover of batshit crazy. Yeah. I'm a lover of batshit crazy. Of course. And because also I feel that I'm destined <laughs> to end up like, well, you do already have three cats. I know. So <laughs> I'm not far off. And this is why batshit crazy appeals to me. So I think one of my other favourites was Carrie Nation. And she really was quite batshit. She was. Or batshit slash just very passionate in her convictions. Yeah, but see, this is it. There's a fine line between passion and batshit, yeah, isn't there? Very fine. And I think I... I think I straddle that line. <laughs> I already straddle that line. And as I get older, I might lean more into the batshit mm. side of the line. Well, when you start marketing your own collectible uh, hatchets, <laughs> then we'll know. Well, we already do have we already do have <laughs> pins for deviant women. Is that the same sort of thing? Once you yeah, maybe yeah. it is. There <laughs> you go. Similar. But, yeah, no, I thought she was really fascinating and also um, a fascinating period of American history that she lived in as mm, well. So the, the whole prohibition, mm. e, well, pre-prohibition, yeah. but the ideas that sort of fed into that. Yeah, so quite a lot of 
fascinating women this year. I've also really loved some, you mentioned the collaboration that we did with Kendra and Autumn of Reading Women, but I've also loved some of the interviews. And oh, yeah. All of our interviews, I can't separate one from any of the others. Margot was so fabulous to mm. speak to. And speaking of Shirley Jackson, if you didn't know, we have some bonus content with Margot McGovern up, up on our Patreon page where we talk quite a lot about Shirley Jackson and another of our collective favorite authors, um, not the author... <laughs> And another of our collective favourite books, Rebecca. Oh, yes, Daphne du Maurier, who we'll definitely do an episode on in the near future. We've promised that before, but we are (laughs) going to get there as well. So, yeah, we've had some um, extra awesome content on Patreon this year. So if you're not following us on Patreon, if you're not supporting us, uh, get on board. Because some of the other ones we did as well, we did an uh, an episode on Cuba Cornwallis as well, who was a, a healer and she had some links to our Emma Hamilton episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also looked a little bit at a Filipino mythological creature, the Manananggal. That was interesting that as was well. That was fascinating. Very interesting Like a, a Filipino vampire. Yeah, very cool. And we also had some fighting women, some warrior women. Ing Moy, who is um, one of the five elders who tr- created the dragon style of Kung Fu. Which yeah. Is pretty cool. And another pirate lady as well. Saida Alhura, who was a, a pirate queen who terrorized the Spanish and Portuguese in revenge for being expelled from Granada. So there's some pretty awesome Patreon content there from this year, but also from last year as well. So if you want to support us, then you can get all that extra content, including some animation. Yeah, you, we delved, well, you delved into our first um, short film of the year. (laughs) Good times, hey. (laughs) And some blooper reels as well. So if you're going to miss us over the summer holidays uh, slash winter holidays, depending on where you're in the world, uh, and you want to fill your stockings, I don't know, is that an innuendo? Your proverbial sure. stockings. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to fill your proverbial stockings with some more deviant women, then you can support us on Patreon for as little as $2 and you can listen to all of that extra stuff. So much extra stuff. What, mm-hmm. a, what a good little plug that was. It was, wasn't it? It was good. <laughs> Seamless. But I think we might end up in this episode as well in our Christmas wrap-up special Maybe talking about an extra Christmas yeah. woman, perhaps? I think we should go there. Yeah? We've actually both, um, we both independently accidentally ended up on the same woman for <laughs> <We> this <did. laughs> episode, um, which probably does also show you something about where our brains go. When Says we're a lot like, about us, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so who, you start, who are we looking at as our Christmas Deviant woman. You're trying to make me say it because you want me to try and pronounce the word, don't you? <laughs> so it, we're going to Germany, going to Austria. It's like the Alpine region. Alpine so region. Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Yep. And we're looking at Frau Percha. Yes. Or Percha. Or Percha. Or I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. But she's pretty fabulous she's amazing i read this story and i was my jaw kind of dropped a little bit and i was like holy shit oh my god how have i never heard of her before well she's interesting because i think maybe people perhaps are a bit more familiar with krampus the krampus christmas monster who travels around with saint nicholas and while saint nicholas sort of rewards all the good children uh, Krampus sort of just steals away all the bad yeah. children, shoves them in a sack yeah, and carries away. them away. <laughs> um, so I think people are fam- more, maybe more familiar with uh, that figure. But there's also kind of a bit of a female equivalent, equivalent sort yeah. of. Um, and that's Afrau Percha. Uh, or Percha. Or Percha. Percha. 
I don't know, again. And she... So she sort of also bears a bit of a resemblance to um, a couple of sort of Germanic and Scandinavian goddesses as well and it's kind of been mashed into them. In the way that these traditions always tend to overlap and um, echo each other. But she's she's kind of more commonly associated perhaps with the 12 days of Christmas after Christmas itself. Yeah. So with that sort of a tradition of the epiphany, I suppose, mm. that take us up to about the 5th and 6th of January which is when you should take your Christmas tree down. It is. put your Christmas tree up. Some people think that the 12 days of Christmas happen before. Like someone was trying to tell me that the 12 days of Christmas happen before Christmas and it's like, no. I think it's the song. (laughs) I think the song has confused people into thinking that. And also advent (laughs) calendars. Yeah. I think that people assume that it's in the lead up to Christmas. But no, it's not. That's our public service announcement. Take your tree down on the 6th of January, everybody. Get it right. (laughs) So she's more associated with this period of time because basically she, and I guess maybe we'll go into this a little bit more perhaps with some of the research that you've done, Mm. but she's a bit more associated particularly with uh, spinning and flax and that kind of weaving tradition. So she's kind of bundled up with spinning and domestic kind of she's a domestic goddess a domestic goddess that's right yeah um and her job is sort of to come around and check and make sure that you've got the house looking neat and trim Mm. she's kind of like the horrible victorian matronly woman who comes around and like raps on your door and makes sure that you've like swept out the fire and that all the cinders are away and that the beds are looking good and if you don't have it all perfect she's gonna wrap your knuckles yeah except she doesn't this Lady doesn't wrap your knuckles. She's a little bit more hardcore than that. She's so hardcore. She's so hard. But I also read that she particularly, like, so she is judging both boys and girls Mm -hmm. on how tidy their rooms are. But particularly, she comes and makes sure that girls have um, spun all of their allotted amount of flax. And if you've got, if you haven't done your, your required amount, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And the trouble that you're in. Well, so if you've done your flax and you've cleaned your house and everything's looking nice, you might be lucky enough to get a coin. A a silver coin hidden in your pail. A ducat. No, it wouldn't be a ducat. I don't know why I went with ducat. A florin. A ducat. Neither of those things are very German. A some you'll get a something. You'll get a euro. You'll get a nice shiny (laughs) euro. A nice shiny euro in your boot. In your boot. But if you haven't spun your flax. And if your house is a bit of a fucking mess, like mine is currently, <laughs> hey, I haven't had time to clean, but I've got until the 6th of January, so <laughs> give me time, then uh, you might get your stomach slit open, your entrails pulled out, and have the whole thing replaced with straw and stones. Which, when you measure the reward of a, a, a shiny... <laughs> Shiny coin. A shiny euro in your boot um, versus having your being disemboweled and stuffed with hay. They're very out of proportion. They are so disproportionate. (laughs) Yes. She's she's really, she's going to an extreme there. She's fucking hardcore. I think. (laughs) But also, like, is, is the theory that you will then carry on? Filled with straw and stones. You'll just wake up in the morning and be like, did I I get a coin? Oh, no, I didn't get a coin. I have no entrails and I'm filled with straw and pebbles. If you were the good kid and your like sister, you woke up on Christmas on on the sixth of January after the twelve days of Christmas, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I've got my shiny coin." Hey sis, where's your shiny? Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh no! What happened to you, sister? Your entrails are all over the bed. <laughs> While we're talking like this, I've become a southern male, <laughs> and you are stuffed with. 
with straw and pebbles. Oh my. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. We've just created something even more ridiculous out of that. But also, the really, it's such a terribly gendered punishment as well, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it is. It's pretty hardcore just for just for spinning some flax. For not spinning enough. Flax. Yeah, just for not spinning That'll enough. That'll teach flax. you. Yeah. It's, you know what it is? It's all those spinning bees. You reckon? Yeah. Too much gossip at the spinning bees. Yeah. I read a lot about this. <laughs> It was a problem in like these kind of Germanic regions. Apparently, a lot of gossip. They, they came down quite hard. Like it was, um, they used to uh, at the pulpit. You know, on a Sunday, they would get quite an admonishment mm. if the women had been spending too long because they'd gather all in one house yeah. together, sit around the fire, do the their hearth. spinning, sit around the hearth, do their spinning, and gossip and tell yeah. each other stories while they did it. And they'd get in trouble if there was too much gossip. That's such an enormously like repressive way of also keeping women down isn't of course. it it's just like it's all about you women you shut your mouths yeah. don't you talk get on with your work get on with your work well this also ties though into the story of frau holder and some people say that these are the same figures but they're they're not they are separate although again like many many kinds of figures in these folkloric traditions they do overlap quite a lot so frau holder is a germanic goddess she's the protectress of agriculture and women's crafts so mm-hmm. our spinning and our weaving but also all of those other domestic goodies like cooking and cleaning unfortunately domestic women's goodies <laughs> well it's like when you say women's crafts i like to think of macrame and like <laughs> making shrink plastic jewelry yeah but- Definitely. Apparently that's not what they mean by no. women's crafts. They mean child rearing yeah. and making sure the hearth's clean. Yeah. Sacrificing babies. <laughs> well, okay, that's an interesting one because Frau Holder is also the protectress and the thief of children's souls. Of course yeah. she is. So she collects the souls of children who died before they were Christianed. Christianed? Christianed. Or in the pagan tradition before Christianity took over, um, before they reached their naming day. In which case, the children came into her care rather than that of their ancestors. Um, And so she travels in this wagon flanked by a procession of dead children's souls. That's how I travel. That's how I get around. And since the 11th century, she's been known as the leader of women and female nocturnal spirits. And these spirits would leave their house and their husbands in spirit form, sort of like ghosting through their closed doors to travel and have feasts um, and battles in the clouds, which sounds awesome. Um, And her festival is also in the middle of winter. And and again, just uh, like Persia, she is associated with the 12 days of Christmas. Mm. Um, So she appears either as... um, Actually, I'm going to let you guess. She's got two appearances. What do you think that those two appearances are? Well... I don't. I know. So my oh. my guess is going to be an informed one. <laughs> okay. So there's the beautiful version. There's the bright shining white version, and then there's the ugly, dark, demonic version. The hag. The hag. So you've got the maiden and the hag. You do. She's two thirds. You've got your the- virgin, and your. Well, not even a whore. A no. hag. A virgin and a hag. Well, she's two thirds of the triple goddess. Yeah, that's. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> She's just missing the mother. I guess that's why she collects all the children. That's why she gets the baby. She is the triple goddess. Oh, beautiful stuff. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, so as in her hag form, she has like crooked teeth, a big nose, and one foot which is flatter than the other one from all that spinning. All that spinning. All that wheel. You can't see us. Um, oh, we're doing we're both hitting our imaginary spinning wheels. <laughs> what? She also does. She also have a swan foot. Yes. I think so. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking in on the swan foot. Swan Good. foot. Good. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> so is this association that she has with women's crafts, you know, the kind of magic of spinning and weaving? Because there is a lot of magic tradition in spinning and weaving. Oh, yeah. That also associates her with witchcraft. Of course it does. There's Lawrence pulling her witchcraft face. <laughs> um, and she belongs within the same kind of witchy collective as Diana and Hecate, who are the, you know, goddesses of women and um, the hunt and everything that's awesome. Mm. And speaking of the hunt, she also sometimes leads the wild hunt. She does lead the wild hunt. And unlike Odin's wild hunt, which mm. where there's this procession of like dead soldiers, the, the wild hunt that Holder leads is a procession of dead children. Hooray. So she is kind of that motherly figure in a way as well because she's not, she's not like stealing them away. She does lead them to the underworld, but mm. she is their protector at yeah. the same time. And these processions are reenacted actually. In a lot of the towns around these alpine regions, the town folk would partake in their own wild masked processions and they still do mm. in some towns. Where's my invitation? Please, thank you very much. See, but a lot of those were like totally pushed down by the Nazis as well. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. A lot of those traditions and those um, those parades and those wearing of those masks and all that <gasps> sort of stuff was totally and utterly destroyed by the Nazis because oh they God. were like, this is evil. This is, and <laughs> this, cause you know, they were so against evil. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until later on that uh, until sort of like the end of last century that those traditions started to come back and people no started to revive. Way. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, is. cool in the sense that they've been revived. Yeah. Cool in That's the sense that I they've mean. been reclaimed yeah. and revived yeah. and, and brought back. Yeah. I would love to go to one. Well, let's that. do it. Let's go. But anyway, <laughs> Yeah, and these processions happen around Christmas time as well. So we do have Christmas connections here. Like oh, yeah, that's, I thought that was the point, wasn't yeah. it? We were talking yeah. about Christmas stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just that, you know, I've spent a lot of time talking about dead children. So, you know. Um, <laughs> Which are far less Christmassy. But here's another Christmas connection. So once um, Christianity took over, and of course, like, Christianity is just so good at taking local folk traditions or pagan traditions and just, like, going, oh, yeah, that's a Christian tradition yeah. now. I'm just going <laughs> to totally amalgamate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she's also associated with the Virgin Mary. And there's this 13th century text which states in the night of christ's nativity they set the table for the queen of heaven whom the people call frau holder that she might help them so she's apparently also in the nativity hmm. i think that's kind of also like where some of the confusion of her getting mashed up with frau persia comes from that's right well. yes and i think we can also blame the brothers Grimm for a lot of this yes because they wrote about her in um as the as mother holder in the mm, brothers Grimm collection yeah. mainly jacob Grimm. Yes. But Jacob Grimm also, I'm going on a, I'm going on a fairy tale tangent. Do it. You're now a doctor of fairy tales. You're I allowed. am, so I can go on a fairy tale tangent. So, but also, like, I think a lot of um, that idea of Germanic, uh, the sort of the Germanic pantheon, I suppose, mm. a lot of that ties back to Jacob Grimm as well because he was quite obsessed with kind of coming up with a 
a Germanic pantheon to sort of marry up or or mirror the classical pantheons. Really? Yeah, so he sort of wrote about that in one of his own texts about German mythology. Wow. And this is, I think, one of the places where Frau Persia comes from as well, from Jacob Grimm's writing about her and his German mythology where he wanted to kind of, yeah, he wanted to have gods and goddesses that would match each other, yeah. you know, in that kind of traditional, um, I suppose, Greco-Roman kind of mm-hmm. way and also have uh, gods and goddesses that were tied up to nature worship mm. and to domestic values mm-hmm. and to that separation between good and bad and have those kind of moral lessons. So we can thank the Grimm's, yeah. specifically Jacob Grimm, for a lot of this, a lot of these kinds of tra- traditions and how they've been changed and how, how we view them now. Exactly. Yeah. It's really the the way that they've come through to us today. Yeah, exactly. It? Because, yeah. I mean, obviously he didn't invent mm. these mm. these traditions or these figures. It's repackaged them. It's how he's repackaged them. Yeah. 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 And, of course, that's the same with fairy tales. Like a lot of the fairy tales that we have that's the way they've been repackaged yes. in the 1800s that we've taken them on board i'm going on a fairy tale tangent. well it's actually interesting well i'm going to take it on a different tangent please do talking about repackaging because um for holder is also now um part of uh contemporary pagan and wiccan practices mm. as well um and so she's kind of become a patron sort of goddess who aids in journeying because she's associated um with that ah, hunt and with the flight that wild hunt and that flight yeah because yeah. she also rides a broomstick um, as you do and uh, and because of the do- the domestic crafts that she's associated with also tie into things like knot making which is like the sacred mm. fiber ups and potions which is sacred cooking mm-hmm. um, and so she has this her position within yeah contemporary Wiccan and pagan practices yeah. as well even though apparently not not all um, you know practitioners really like this association I think because of the the links that it has to domesticity and the way that the goddess um, has sort of been maybe reduced mm. in some ways. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because obviously you might uh, out there in podcast listening land, you might have come across similar figures or perhaps these stories before and maybe slightly different version versions of these stories or versions of these figures. And that is Exactly because of all that mm. repackaging mm. and the way that they're brought back by different people at different times. That's what's really fascinating about them, though, isn't it? That's like, why we love them, isn't it? Oh, and there's so many tangents yeah. and so <laughs> many rabbit holes and there's so many different connections. Yeah. Yeah. And what you were just talking about then as well just reminded me of an Italian version of a folktale. But maybe yes. let's leave that. I was going to say I'm gesturing because I'm like, yes, yes, I really want to talk about hair as well. But maybe she we'll can be next, for next year. year. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to run out. We will. We'll run out of Christmas women to talk about. <laughs> and then all we'll have to talk about is the Virgin Mary over and over again, which is also fine. There's a lot to talk about. There's well, a I lot could, to talk about there. I could talk about the Virgin Mary for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. But we'll leave, we'll leave some for future years. <laughs> we don't want to run out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a great little dive, it a little was. mini dive into some Christmas mythology. It was. I enjoyed that thing. Good. Yeah, nice way to wrap up 2018. It is nearly the end of 20. Can you believe it? 2018. It's 2019 next year. Where is the world going? Where is the time going? It's going, going, gone. It's yeah, but it's a, it's all a construct as well. Well, it is. There's no such thing as time. Yeah, I think we've had this discussion There's before. No such thing as truth. Everything. It's all an illusion. It's fake. <laughs> so on en- that note, enjoy your <laughs> enjoy your illusionary Christmas. Um, or however you choose to celebrate the end of the year or whether or not it's even the end of the year for you. But whatever it is, we hope you have 
a lovely, lovely time over yeah. the next couple of months um, up until we're back. And we'll be back in March. Uh, we're coming back on Thursday, the 7th of March with Season 3. Yep. That's the day before International Women's Day. See how we tried to tie those things yeah, together? Yeah, that wasn't even an accident. It wasn't. We planned that out. <laughs> um, in the meantime, of course, as we've already said, you can join us on Patreon to get loads of mm-hmm. content we're still going to be pumping out some patreon content over the holidays sure as will. well particularly some uh, behind the scenes goodies of our uh actong actong oh actong are you trying to be german i don't know actong. <laughs> that's different you can also of course follow us on twitter and on instagram as well we'll be posting i hope many more pictures of us dressed like pirates yes we will and it is Probably a little bit late for your Christmas gifts now, but of course we do have some beautiful enamel pins and t-shirts that you can purchase just for any old occasion. That's right. It doesn't have to be for Christmas. On Etsy. Yep. And of course, don't forget though, you could still, there's still time to get someone a ticket to to the live show (laughs) for Christmas. There's still time for that. Yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of plugging. We'll stop yeah, now. Okay. In the meantime, we hope that you, like we said, enjoy your summer or your winter, whatever it happens to be, or your subtropical rainy or wet season (laughs) and we will see you again in 2019 oh my god that's disgusting 2019 (laughs) yeah but we will we'll see you then in the meantime have a great one and we'll be back next year thank you very much Crumpus? Crumpus? Crumpus. Why did that sound Crumpets. so... Crumpets. Crumpets. Crumpus? Crumpus. Crumpus. Crumpus.